Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. Today we have some special guests from the Midwest Game Nerds with us. Today, John is here. Me. And then Brian is here as well. Hey. And we're here to talk about Duncan Jones's Warcraft, but we're also going to talk about some video game movies in other capacities as well. Warcraft. <laughs> so before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. <laughs> So you can write to this show and let us know what you think about it or the things that we talk about. We're also at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, com has all previous 182 plus bonus episodes with full show notes, so you can skip over the spoiler tier if you don't want to hear it. And you can also go to the support store there to purchase Midwest Film and Game Nerds apparel as well as donate to the show. Uh, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com is where you can shop on Amazon and part of the money that you spend will come to us so we can make our show and network even better. And then uh, please also check out Gone to Texas. That's Nick and I's Preacher Podcast. It's out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music Podcast Store, whatever the hell it's called. That's at G2TPodcast.com. That's the letter G, number two, letter T, podcast.com. One final thing. I was on a movie trivia game show hosted by the folks at That Damn Thing Podcast. So go check that out. It'll be out the Friday after this comes out, which I think is Friday the 17th of June. So go check it out. They're called That Damn Thing. Search for it on iTunes or on Google, and you can find them there. Thanks to uh, Jason and the guys over there. Go and find out if I brought uh, glory or shame to the Midwest Film Nerds name. It feels weird not doing the intro and being here. <laughs> How does it feel not having power? Not, not being the in the hot seat? Yeah. No, I, whatever, man. I'll deal with it. <laughs> All right. Um, when you said Dunkin' Jones, I realized I should have gotten Dunkin' Donuts this morning. Oh, wow. Well, Instead. Missed opportunity. I don't know. That donut cutter was pretty Dunkin', spot on. It's true. Dunkin' Donut cutter. But Dunkin anyway. Dunkin' Jones Donuts. Yeah. Dunkin' Donut Jones. <laughs> Dunkin' Jonuts. Spoiler alert for Warcraft. There's no David Bowie cameo. That's true. <laughs> That's fine. As far as we know. It's probably for the best. But maybe, anyway. Maybe he was an orc. He would have fit in perfectly yeah. somewhere. And he probably should have played Ben Foster's role. <clears throat> you mean Dance Magic Dance That's wasn't playing even, in your head the whole time? Well, I mean, it was. I have, well, we'll talk about it later in spoilers. I, 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 read, I read some things about Warcraft because I know nothing about Warcraft. So I was reading some of the critiques from, di- from like serious fans about like the way the story went and certain characterizations and it was really interesting okay well we'll get into that but before we get there uh i wanted to talk about video game movies and uh and since we have the guys from the game nerds here if there are any that are particularly close to your heart or ones that you remember going to see that you actually liked or ones that you actually hate i mean it was so long ago for all of them that i don't remember any of them yeah. To be honest with you, like Mario, like the Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers, Brothers movie is yeah. so old, and Street Fighter is so old. And those are the ones that like really stand out to me because after that, like Gooey Bowl basically took over the video game movie industry uh, and ruined yeah. it. So everyone kind of gave up on it. Did but. you hear that he asked to direct Warcraft and they basically told him never? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah. you, especially not you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Well, it's not like, um, what did he direct? Like Postal? Yeah. He did he direct Far the Doom Cry. movie? No. He didn't do no. Doom, okay. no. But there was a Far Cry movie. Oh, who I saw did it. that? Or... How was it? It was awesome. He did a Blood, <laughs> he did a blood Rain movie, too, didn't he? Yeah. I know so, there well, is a Blood Rain movie. He did, yeah. he did all three of them, I he, think. He did it. Yeah. There's three Blood Rain movies? There are. There's oh at least God. two, and I'm pretty sure there's three. Man. Uh, there's also a Jarhead 3 out there, by the way. So <laughs> Jarhead is a franchise, <laughs> which is ridiculous, because if you've ever seen Jarhead, it's horrifying. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie, but it's like, it's dark. Like, Who's, it's, is that Jim Jarmusch? Jarhead, the first one? Yeah. No, it was Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes, okay. Um, and it's it's really good. Like, it was a really, it's one of the better portrayals, I think, of, of what war does to people. Modern, was, modern day war. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, it has, it has just a great scene of just total, like, soldier meltdown, and it's phenomenal. But uh, yeah, why why Warcraft would they, they why would really they cheapen nice that you know and make it yeah make a third. jarhead too? <laughs> I thought Warcraft really lent itself to the military supergroups. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. A lot of political subtext. Felt good, you know, <laughs> like to see that on the big screen. So as far as video game movies go, <laughs> yeah. 
I love Mortal Kombat 1. Mortal oh, Com- the Mortal God, Kombat yeah. movies oh, were like... How did I forget that? Just out of like sheer entertainment value of there being Mortal Kombat movies, like those are enjoyable. Like, it's an just, aw- no, just it, because they exist. Just the first one. It's an awesome movie. Like I, I think it's. I think all the characters in it are great. I mm-hmm. think, it, I think uh, it's really well cast, which I think is another thing we need to talk about with Warcraft. But <laughs> video game movies are kind of like Star Wars where... You and and even like just kind of hard hard sci fi. You need a certain type of actor to do it. You know, yeah. like not anybody could have just played like Luke Skywalker. Like that's some to be able to say dialogue like Tashi Station and stuff like that. You need a certain kind of actor that can convey that. And I'm not like heaping praise on Mark Hamill in Star Wars Episode Four or anything, but it is a particular skill. It's a it's a genre skill that not everybody has to, to believably pull off the lingo of of these of well, hard, to, fantasy or sci fi. Like to take. Any kind of high fantasy and make it feel believable, mm-hmm. you know. That's a that is definitely something that like, when, I mean, that's you, you, I can't think of any examples right off the top of my head right now because it's too early for me to think straight. But <laughs> when somebody, when in a movie like that, when they when they can't convey it in a way that like makes you suck into the story, like you just don't you just care. Get taken out of yeah. it, and for some reason, the cast of Mortal Kombat is all pretty natural. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it was, I, they're weirdly okay, and it's Paul W S Anderson. Oddly enough. Mr. Widescreen himself. Yeah, widescreen. But so uh, whatever. That movie's awesome. Kano in Mortal Kombat is so great. <laughs> I love Kano. He's so awesome. Kano's Robin Shoe as Liu Kang is ah, just beautiful. Linda Nashby is Johnny Cage. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Bring rem- him back. I remember younger me liked the soundtrack, but I don't know if I would now. It was pretty dope. It okay. was really only the one song, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. Is there, is there any other music the one in that song? Movie? There was like a whole soundtrack. Yeah, it, it has a cool soundtrack. It just played at City Club now. Yeah. Mortal, <laughs> oh. Mortal Kombat Annihilation is really bad, but it's one of the most entertaining. It's still a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I like it's, like it's wretched. I saw scene, that in the theater. That scene's worth it alone for like the Shao Kahn console room scene that has like a bunch of other people in it that do nothing in the movie. Yeah, it's true. And, and You're a, like, there's rain. <laughs> Why is rain here? And a Highlander that's Raiden. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's so bad. Christopher Lambert. Well, that he's only in the first. He's one. only in the first oh, one because it's one? James oh, Remar. That's oh, so. right. Yo, you're right. Lambert no. is like Marlon Brando compared to James Remar in the second one. Yeah, well, I forgot this when they did the switch. Yeah, yeah, and his hair's all short for yeah. no reason. Yeah, it's a flat top. Yeah. That's because that's the only haircut that guy has. Ever. That's true. It's yeah. He's like, I'm sick of wearing this wig. I'm, I mean, I'm Raiden. <laughs> Oh, Chris, Christopher Lambert as Raiden is awesome. Oh, it's, I it's love, great. I love him. He's so he's so bad that it becomes its own thing. Like he, like <laughs> he's not even Raiden anymore. It's like you just have to treat Raiden like it's a code name. And there's been various <laughs> Raidens over the years. Yeah, the, there can be only one. The Sub Zero fight scene is still still awesome. The actual Liu Kang fight scene with well, him? anytime Sub Zero is on the screen, basically. Oh, yeah. But are you, are, like, are you a Sub Zero guy or a Scorpion? Oh guy? yeah, I'm I'm more of a Sub Zero guy than a Scorpion guy. Scorpion or Sub Zero? Sub- Scorpion for sure. Scorpion. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Really, I'm a reptile guy. Me too, actually. But, okay, nice. good. Yep. I used to, I used to do work and You're also reptile. a Donatello guy, aren't you? Uh, no, yeah, I kind of ride the line. Okay. But, uh, anyway. yeah, reptile is so sweet, yeah. so underrated. Yeah, and then he gets, like, that's the... He's in Annihilation, right? He's in the first one. He's, he's he is a literal reptile. And yeah, then remember, he like jumps the, in that, the in that corpse. Lizard. And, it, and it becomes reptile. That's in the first one, though? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Dude, the first one is a tour de force, I'm telling you. It's I so still, sweet. Yeah, they, I still they covered like, everything in the first one. They I, didn't have to make more. I felt like he got... Yeah. They kind of did. He got short shit. Like, His fight it, scene was sweet, though. It's a sweet fight scene. He also scene, got but... he got to be on the receiving end of the bicycle kick, which was pretty sweet. This is true. That's, <laughs> that's a very they they, they hit almost every checkbox yeah. in the first one. It's great. They even have the um, Johnny Cage's uh, ball punch, ball breaker yeah. in in the in the first one. Yep. They just went for it. Absolutely. And they had Kano eating a giant turkey leg. <laughs> next time, next, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, Willie's, Willie's impression wow. of it is so funny. How do you guys remember this movie? Yeah, so well? Well, we probably we do, watched man. it last year. Oh, okay. Willie's impression of, of Kano in that moment, and then the guy like try, trying to juice himself up before he fights Sub Zero is so funny. <laughs> the guy, the guy who's like the cannon fodder at the beginning, that they yep. have him as like the demonstration. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. They'll we'll have to have that next time. Yeah, we can we can talk yeah. to the other video game movie. This, I this think is, is why they're the film nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I we can it. tell you how to do all of those moves in the game, <laughs> but we can't remember all those moves. We can in remember the movie. their big screen implementation. Right. Yes. I also, I mean, I did see Mortal Kombat as a kid, like 
probably like 80 times. Like on <laughs> we also had the VHS of the uh, the animated like kind of prequel to it mm-hmm. that was also kind of the plot of the first movie. It was very gray where it actually stood. And it's so bad. It's like Spider-Man cartoon maker. Yeah. Some of the animation, but it's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because there was also like a Mortal Kombat TV show. Oh, yeah. And it was sweet. Was it? Did it even air here? The cartoon? No, the show. Like, oh, live oh. action show. No, I don't that think had, it had, like, Quan Chi in it for some reason. No, it is on DVD, though. They okay. But they had, like, a Saturday morning cartoon also. I remember where that, Where they were, too. like, the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> well, all right. I also really enjoy... It's terrible, but I like um, Super Mario Brothers, because it's got John Leguizamo in it. The Goombas in that movie are one of the great... That's all it takes. One of the great redesigns. The the Goombas Goombas in it are... Let's take these tiny little squat things that you jump on to kill and make them gigantic They just inverted them. They're all heads with little bodies in the game, and then in the movie, they're huge bodies with tiny heads. That's true. That's true. I didn't think about it that way. (laughs) Yeah, you're totally right. That's a director going, you know what? I have vision. (laughs) Let's turn this shit upside down. Bob Hoskins' biggest regret. Is it? I think so. I think he's he was on the record as saying that he he absolutely regrets making Dan that Sopper's movie. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that movie. I remember watching that as a kid and being like, "This is really stupid." I remember, but I loved the Goombas. trailers. I saw all of these. This in is theaters. so stupid. I don't want to see it. I didn't. I never. I don't think I saw any. All, of, them all of these. All of these video game movies were like Joseph birthday movies. Yeah, like I was, when the Joseph family <laughs> had birthdays and they wanted to go and see a movie for their birthdays, it was always a video game movie well, or it, an Adam Sandler. They movie. They would always go and see two movies on their yeah, birthdays because it was they, their birthdays are like right next to each other in June. That's pretty great. And so they would go July. and double feature something. Yeah, July. Sorry, July. And and so Prime time for video game movies. Yeah, yeah, and it was absolutely like you know. Mortal Kombat and whatever. Like, I think we saw George of the Jungle and something else. One. Like Billy Madison or something. <laughs> but I know, there, I know there's a lot more, but the other, the other one that um, comes to mind that I actually really enjoy is Doom. The, Doom, the Doom movie is really I've sweet. never seen the Doom movie. Yeah, you guys? Tim and Willie like that one. Yeah, they do. No, no I've seen never it? seen it. I've no. seen it. Dude, it's sweet. <laughs> it's got The Rock, which is automatically you move. To, like, if every movie, let's say, it starts at like a neutral... The Rock immediately pushes you up at least twenty five percent. Yeah, like it's it's just a, a buff. That's true. Movie. Does he say "Get your ass to Mars"? Uh, I don't think so, but he does have a way better line than than that <laughs> and anything else ever. Like it's a, it's an honestly, I, I went and saw it. In the, it came out in 06, I think maybe. No, maybe oh five. I think it was earlier. Yeah, uh, but we saw it in the theater and we loved it. There was like a big group of us, and it was so much fun. And the first person sequence in the movie is really cool. Yeah, when it like goes into like actual Doom gameplay, basically. That's the only part I remember. It's great. Two thousand five, nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn, yeah, lower than Warcraft. Wrong. <laughs> uh, let's see. No, it's pretty I... goofy, but but it's uh, it's cool. Doug Jones is in it. He plays several. Uh, what are the monsters called in Doom? Demons. There's like a specific one that he plays. There's that, uh, oh, is he like a pinky demon? Imps. I think he's an imp. I think okay. he's a series of imps from like Doom Three, like that kind of. That makes sense. Uh, anyway, what, check it out. It's what awesome. about so I nobody? I don't think anybody here is a huge fan of the Resident Evil movies, right? No. The first one I thought was okay. It was okay. Yeah. First is okay. The second one is is entertaining in the way that Mortal Kombat Two is entertaining. <laughs> it's so dumb that uh, it's hilarious. Like, we it's, it's we really talked cool. about Resident. Evil Afterlife, I think, in one of the first bonus, the first bonus episode That's of this five, podcast. Right? Wow, what I a bonus! So. So. so, yeah, well, I think the Resident Evil game or Wait, the movies, the, the movies should have just followed similar to the games. Like they really didn't have to deviate that far from them because of the <clears> fact <throat> that the video games were so cinematic to begin with. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things where they have to bastardize it to appeal to the masses, and well, they know, think they do. Yeah, right. Yeah. They 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 think exactly. They think they have to do these things to make people want to go see this movie, and they really don't. Like you've got a built-in fan base by just putting the name on it. Like do how, it some justice. How has no one mentioned Silent Hill yet, which is actually a good video? That game was movie. a good video. Game the first movie. Silent Hill was pretty creepy, and that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. yeah, I saw that one in theaters. Too. I've never seen that one. It was it was awesome. Really? It is pretty solid. Actually. Yeah, it's good. It's not. It's not like. I mean, yeah, it is pretty good. It's pretty creepy. It's, it's like Sean Bean's in that one, isn't he? Who? Sean, Sean Bean. Yeah. Um, it, it's got a very distinct aesthetic, which is good because the video game does too. 
Like it's like one of those things where you see a frame of it and you're like, oh, that's Silent Hill. Like it just right. has that look to it. Um, <clears throat> Prince of Persia, no. Prince of Persia, see didn't see. Uh, never, <laughs> that came out. Never yeah. seen. With, with Jake Gyllenhaal in the lead. Oh, yeah. I uh, heard it was kind of fun, but I just don't Didn't know. somebody noteworthy direct that? Uh, let's take a look. And we have such a rich history of I video think game movies. I can't believe it. might be them. like a, okay, Mike Newell. No. Mike Newell, who directed... Uh, Is it really? The Harry Potters? No. The Final Fantasy movie was awful. Oh, maybe that... Uh, he did Harry Potter 4, didn't he? Got a lot of fire, yeah. And I think he did Donnie Brasco? Yep. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Mom he's he's in Donnie Brasco as an extra, and it's really apparent, because he's like the one guy who can't act at all. It's <laughs> really good. Um, another one that I was thinking about was... Uh, <laughs> there's been a, a link passed around on Twitter the past couple weeks... Of every single one of Chris Klein's lines in the Street Fighter, <laughs> The Legend of Chun-Li movie. <laughs> and it's just painful. I, I can't make it even, more than I like... Thought, I forgot that was even a movie. I can't make it more than two minutes. And this is That's where the girl who played Lana Lang, I think, in Smallville is Chun-Li. It's just kind of like... And, uh, uh, Kristen Crook. Yeah. Neil McDonough is Neil McDonough's Bison. Bison, which is kind of great. <laughs> Not that, as great as Raul Julia. Yeah, that, I mean, but, you know, Raul Julia died, so you can't really... Michael Clark Duncan is Balrog. Robin Shu is in there too, so that's good. Sorry, Robin. Yeah, we failed you. Um, <laughs> other movies, Tomb Raider movies. I saw at least one of those in theaters. No Taylor's. There was more than one, so that's cool. No Taylor's in it. Yeah, no Taylor's like her cue. Daniel like, Craig is he's like her Gizmo guy. Daniel yeah, Craig the first is one. the oppo- Is yeah, like the 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 former rival. love interest kind of rival. There's, yeah, there's two or three of them, aren't there? And Gerard Butler's two in the second them. one. Yeah. Wow. yeah, there's two. Uh, John Voight as Elder Croft. It's true. Pretty good. I think it's generally is like, just a Voight. Just pretty cool casting. Not his best non-anaconda role. True. I forget what Tim said it was. There are another... Oh, Zoolander. That's right. Oh, God. He's so good at Zoolander. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking at this Google list. Wreck-It Ralph is on here. It's not really a strict video <laughs> no, game movie. You want to talk about it's a some, great movie. Talk about a stinker. Well, if we're going to talk about ratio of potential to actual <laughs> output, Max Payne. Oh. oh. Mark Wahlberg joint. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's another one where they, literally the game, it's there. Like, just... Adapt it mm-hmm. as is. It's so cinematic. Yeah, that, that whole game was yeah, exactly. Very cinematic. Nick, Nick, Nick. <laughs> we just got to the same part on our Google list. Go ahead. Need for Speed. Yeah. <laughs> Need for Speed is so sweet. Nick loves that, that Need for Speed. A, oh yeah, that was. A movie. I love that. Movie. Yeah, with Aaron Paul, right? That's right. It was in my top ten of 2014, and it probably should have been higher because. As you know, as as time progresses and you look back on your like favorite movies and they kind of settle like a house and like some things kind of go down and you kind of like some features better. Team for Speed was so sweet. <laughs> that movie's gonna endure. Yeah. So, all right, I think that's good in terms of video game movies that are already out, except for Duncan Jones's Warcraft, I'm which we're gonna Warcraft. talk about now. Uh, this movie, John, lean forward. Has an IMDb synopsis. <laughs> That is way too long. The peaceful realm of Azeroth stands on the brink of war as its civilization faces a fearsome race of invaders, orc warriors fleeing their dying home to colonize another. As a portal opens to connect the two worlds, one army faces destruction and the other faces extinction. Uh, Aren't those the same thing? Uh, From opposing sides, two heroes are set on a collision course that will decide the fate of their family, their people, and their home. So... Uh, this movie stars Travis Fimmel, Paula, Platten, Paula Patton, Ben Foster, Dominic Cooper, Toby Kebble, Ben Schetzner, Robert Kaczynski, Clancy Brown, and many more people. Uh, Rob Kaczynski was in this movie? Yes. Who he was he? is an orc. He's Orgrim. Oh. I think he's the bearded orc that's buddies. He's like the BFF, yeah, the yeah. bald one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say the griffin, but I guess not. No, I don't think they had an actor for that one. Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Warcraft. Uh, Nick and I like Duncan Jones. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm a fan. I like Moon. Moon. Moon's one of my favorite movies. You like Moon? Yeah, I love Moon. Source Code? I love Source Source Code. Source Code's pretty rad. I actually like Source Code better a little bit. Than Moon? Yeah. Mm. Moon's probably a better movie. I don't know why. I thought you didn't like Source Code as much. Uh, I think... It does have a soundtrack by Chris P. Bacon. Chris P. Bacon. <clears throat> what? Who I still think is David Bowie. <laughs> it's gotta be. Um, 
No, I, I think well, time, source code has one of my like it's favorite mechanics in time travel. Time travel so yeah. and, and like loops, so yep. it automatically you know scratches that itch for me. But I also I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he's one of those people that has managed to do big mainstream stuff, but also do uh, you know interesting smaller movies like Enemy. I didn't really like Enemy that much, but I'll be damned if I didn't wasn't really interested the choice. entire time. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he was in Prince of Persia, and it's video game. Yeah, and he can recover from stuff like that. (laughs) Whereas other people, it's career-ending. He can also be in the you know juggernaut feel-good action romps like Jarhead and uh, keep us keep us invested. (laughs) That Jarhead franchise. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Warcraft. uh, We should state here. I have played some of the Warcraft uh, strategy games. John and Brian have as well, but they've also played World of Warcraft. The, For many, many hours. The, the juggernaut. Days, years. They tried to get me into it while John and Andy tried to get me into it for a long time, and I never did. Uh, Nick has not played any Warcraft never. whatsoever. So that's kind of where we're all coming my, from here. My knowledge of World of Warcraft, or the Warcraft universe, uh, is all derived from the South Park episode about it. <laughs> so that gives you an idea of where so I'm you're pretty, caught up completely pretty good, <laughs> uh, pretty good way to to get into it <laughs> gotcha. so i want to start with john john what did you think of warcraft all right i went into this with extremely extremely low expectations because pretty much the entire world said it was awful <laughs> mm-hmm. i do not think it was awful i thought it was enjoyable to watch um from an artistic standpoint beautiful cgi graphics i mean the orcs looked amazing they looked like they could be sitting right in front of you um, the story itself, from what I recall, is loosely based on the first video game, which is pretty cool. The orcs coming over, you know, to, to, uh, take over the realm because their world is dying off. Yeah. Um, I, I like all the little throwbacks and Easter eggs to the games themselves. The Murloc in the beginning was hilarious. Um, and hearing, hearing different references to other lands and things, seeing Iron Forge, seeing Stormwind, um, and and then also seeing some of the other races, you know, you, you get the the dwarves and the elves, like having them thrown in there shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it was cool to have all of that and see it, uh, not on a PC screen, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, if I throw back to the graphics again, I thought the some of the CGI revolving around the magic spells was a little bit cheesy. Some of the scene, some of the scenes involving. The Griffin and some flying action was a little bit cheesy. There, there are bits of cheesiness throughout, but I think overall, I was, I was way, way more impressed than I thought I would be. And I think it does, you know, as as like someone who I don't consider myself like a diehard Warcraft fan. I just really liked the Warcraft series, like growing up. Uh, I I thought it was enjoyable. I I liked it. I'm not gonna. I can't hate on it too much. It's not. You can't go into it thinking it's gonna be some cinematic masterpiece because it's not. And I don't think Duncan Jones was trying to do that. I think he was just trying to take the the story and the lore of Warcraft and do something with it that is similar yet different enough to what we're used to that people will latch onto it and hopefully want to see more of it. So, all right, Brian, what did you think of the movie? Well, as a fan of Warcraft and and the fact that I played all of the games, um, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. I I like John. I went into it with pretty low expectations based on what I was hearing, but I I think people are being a little too harsh, or maybe it's just all Warcraft or non Warcraft fans that are reviewing it right now. It's hard to tell, but it. I still feel like just as a movie. Whether it's about a video game or not, it it's not nearly as bad as people are making it out to be. So, uh, it the the uh, Murloc was definitely a high point, though. For <laughs> yeah, sure. that was hilarious. <laughs> I, I didn't want to mention that, but you already mentioned it. It seems like a spoiler. To I don't me. think that's a spoiler. <laughs> it's not. They. It's it's, it's all over Easter the egg. internet. Yeah, I mean, it's a little Easter egg. But yeah, just just seeing all those characters come to life so well i mean like i'm not a huge fan of an overuse of uh computer graphics in movies i prefer practical effects but it's obviously just not possible in this instance and uh yeah it's really well done i think just visually um some of the dialogue and story elements could have been better sure but you you got to Work with what you have, I guess, source material wise. Source code. 
All right. I, I think, well, that in, in referencing that, I think that ties into what we were talking about earlier about believability in high fantasy, like having actors that can pull that kind of thing off and make, yeah. make you feel like it's it's not fake, you know, make you en- engrossed in it as opposed to pushing you away from it. And I mean, I think the acting choices overall were pretty, pretty good. I mean, obviously, the motion capture artists doing the orcs and stuff don't have... <laughs> they don't really do much. They're just wearing a suit with little white balls on it, and yeah. they get to run around and talk. You know, not that big of a deal. But the, you know, the humans. Um, I mean, for the most part, dialogue was pretty believable throughout. There again, there were cheesy elements here and there, but it, you know, you get over it because it's it's still cool to see all this. Yeah, Nick, your thoughts on Warcraft? I actually liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I I also went in with like. I don't even think low expectations, just zero expectations. I, I, because I know nothing about it, uh, I really had no idea what to expect. And I don't think I ever saw a full trailer for it either. Just some TV spots, which just made me kind of laugh because they were TV spots are terrible. Yeah. I don't even know why they do them anymore. But Stupid imposed text that's like, number one movie of the yeah, weekend. Like and flying yeah, through the air. It's a tax write-off. Peter man. Travers loves it. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's stupid. But anyway, uh, yeah, I actually I actually kind of liked it. It's uh it's really choppy. It feels like a lot was either never shot or on the cutting room floor and from what I gathered, Duncan Jones said there's like a movie's worth of stuff that got cut. Yeah. So, it's only an hour and 40 minutes, hour 47. So, it kind of yeah. got incredible hulked, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh I want to see the three and a half hour one, honestly. <laughs> like I think I would like it better. I wish they would do that, but I think there's so much CG that they probably won't. Yeah, maybe that's true. I I understand cutting it to make try to make it more palatable for audiences, uh, but I hope they can release like a, a sli- at least a slightly longer version. Yeah, because the thing I one of the things I really like about this movie is it didn't really hold your hand too much with the lore, which I think can be very. I I could see someone who never plays fantasy video games or anything like I'm not really a fantasy guy in general. I'm more of a sci-fi guy. Uh, but Lord of the Rings, I think, did a little more hand-holding, and mm-hmm. there was lots of exposition, of, and there's also like three fucking movies, so <laughs> you have a lot more time to, to tell a lot more story, and I think the future of this franchise is probably a little bit uncertain, but I hear it's killing it overseas, though. Yeah, so it might be that's doing well cool. enough to warrant a sequel just like off of that. But this one just kind of... Right now? Yeah. yeah, this one kind of plops you right into it, and you don't really have a lot of time to, to acquaint yourself with where things are, who people are, what their relationships are. So a lot of it has to be either conveyed via like really silly one-liners, like, you're my sister, type of thing, between, right. the, <laughs> between the main... And uh, see, I can barely remember a lot because of people's Because none of names. us were really sure at that point. Yeah, and the names come and go so quickly, and sometimes people are referred to... Like, what's the main guy's name? Uh, uh, Alduin Lothar. That guy. Sometimes they called him Alduin. Sometimes they called him Lothar. Right. And it, and it, it went it back and forth. Confusing. And I was kind of like, well, wait, who is this guy? Yeah. So there were little things like that. And it's not necessarily bad because I think uh, fans of the series, like like you guys are very excited about like the little Murdoch. What's it Murlock. called? Murlock. Murlock guy popping up. I thought he was cool. I was like, well, who's that? <laughs> it was kinda like, he's kind of like the guy in uh, Fury Road. You see the stilt guys walking around? Yeah. And you're kind of like, what are they? Like, I want to know a little bit more about that. <laughs> but the... Um, I think the biggest problem with it is the casting. I think some of the human casting is really weird. And I think it's not that they're bad actors. I think it's just that they're in the wrong... They're, they're not meant to do these roles. Like Are I really speaking uh, of Ben Foster? Uh, a little bit. Ben, ben Foster kind of went back and forth. Some scenes yeah. he was really good. Uh, Dominic Cooper just felt kind of misplaced except for his one of some of his like scenes later in the movie he really started to feel kind of natural yeah. to me but early on and part of it was kind of some of the costuming was a little silly and like some of the wigs and production design just a little kind of a little goofy it kind of reminded me of the hobbit where it just kind of had a different look that didn't work as well mm-hmm. so like lord of the rings had a certain look to it and everything looked so real and so authentic like costumes were perfect everything felt like all everything has aligned perfectly in this movie there were times where i was kind of like well that looks a little dumb but what are you gonna do uh i as far as like just fantasy goes i mean this is better than a lot of stuff i've seen like this is way better than aragon which sucks (laughs) this is better than all three of the hobbit movies i think or at least more enjoyable maybe (laughs) maybe the first one notwithstanding but honestly i would watch this any day over hobbit two and three because i actually had fun with this and it feels really fresh like the story it's tough because I do want to. I do kind of want to judge it as I would judge all of their movies because it's not really a, necessarily a complete story. Some things are completed, some arcs are completed, some storylines are. But it, 
it very much feels like the first in a series. It does, but it, it does it in a way that doesn't piss me off. It doesn't feel cheap. And I actually am kind of invested in knowing where, because I don't know anything about this story, and all these characters feel, they kind of feel familiar, like they're all kind of archetypes of other sci-fi or fantasy stories, but they're all unique enough, and the relationships are unique enough that I, I, I do kind of want to know where they're going to wind up. And I like how everyone's going on a certain path in the third act, and then it just goes, and they just keep going in a different direction than I thought they were going to go. I was like, well, the Sagittarius movie actually did a pretty good job of like kind of defying my expectations of some things that were going to happen. Uh, I don't think the CG was that hot. I think it was pretty good, but the orcs just inherently look. I mean, I'm just like they're fake. Like you can't, you can't really like they don't. They don't seem as real to me as like the Planet of the Apes, uh, apes from from two, whichever one that uh, was. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I think I've seen better CG, but I think the thing that w- this movie did well was integrate the humans with the creations. Like it did feel like they were occupying the same space. Right. Yeah. So that was really well done. And even in like action sequences, I was kind of like, oh, that looks pretty good. Uh, but yeah, some just uh, you know some of the casting, notwithstanding, I think actually it was relatively solid. I mean, it's a little goofy, and maybe I'll see it again and go, oh, never mind. But <laughs> did, you, did you know Clive Owen? But no, not Clive so. Owen. That's not who it was. I was gonna say I'm listening. Somebody, uh, Johnny Depp was supposed to be in it, and so was Ew. um Pass. <laughs> shit, who else was it? I can't think of the guy's name. That's going to bother me. Now. I think the less known the actors are, like, the better off. Absolutely, they were. There, there were and it's the same names. thing with Star Wars. Yep. There yep. were bigger names attached to it, and they like Colin I don't know. Farrell. Yeah, it was Red Colin to Farrell. be the king. Honestly, yeah. he probably would have been better. I, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where they would put Johnny Depp in. To be honest with you, I uh, think maybe he probably wanted to be the wizard. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he, he probably would have been Medivh. I think that would have been Ugh. like his role. But I, I, no way in hell would I, I want to see him over as that. that. But, For some reason, <laughs> yeah, there were there were much bigger names attached. Uh, Sam Raimi was going to direct too at yeah, one point. I remember that. That would have been the, that's that's the other thing too. Is like I don't necessarily there there were some moments in this. There were some cool shots and some interesting things, but it does feel like Duncan Jones is a little wasted. Like you said, Alex, he's such an original mind that I do wish he had been spending the last three years the, making. The like, worst part of this movie is the opportunity cost of having taken up Duncan Jones for years. Yeah, because like, he could have made two more original movies in the time. And and well, hey, it seems like he really loves this, so that's good. I'm happy yeah. for he, him. He is he is like on the nerdist. Yeah. Um, he did an interview where he and he talked about how he was a a huge World of Warcraft player. Yeah, I'm happy that he's doing that he has the opportunity to do what he wants to do. And, it's um, nice that he was given a bigger budget tentpole kind of movie. One thing I will say about this and it kind of unfortunately kind of contradicts what John said, but I loved the magic in this movie. I thought it was so sweet. Well, I was uh, I'm mainly the font where they keep putting Medivh so he can recoup his mana. Like mm-hmm. that was the only part where I'm like that doesn't I I'm not believing that you know really but, but the spells when they were doing the teleportation spells Dude. and things like that i was like fuck yeah, yeah. like that's cool Hon- honestly while i was watching it i was like i hope but it's it's everyone at marvel watches this movie and if their spells aren't as good or better they need to stop and start yeah it, start it was mainly for doctor strange absolutely it was mainly just when they would set medivh in the font and let him like you know recharge yeah. like i was kind of like no like it's not you know it, it didn't have like a weight to it it just seemed like you know, that didn't bother me because it was a, I thought it was, a, it was a clever way to. Oh, I see what you're saying. Just the you didn't like. Yeah, the way it looked. but gotcha. I really, I did really like the way. Um, I can't think of the you know boy wizard's name right now. Me neither. Did so he even have a, a name? Yeah, column. Ka- 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 Callum. Cat. 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 Clara. I don't know. No. Cocksucker. Cadgar. Yeah. Cadgar. Um, but the way he would like write the runes on the ground, like I thought was really cool. And they, you know, like, ben, ben Foster sold like conjuration really well. I was like, you know what? Maybe this is why they chose him. Maybe he just walked yeah. in the audition room and did this. And they were like, whoa, <laughs> we can do that. They walked in in like a tuxedo with a cape and Actually, did, like a magic that, that staff with the crow on it. He, he brought in. Yeah, I, honestly, I was really impressed with that because I'm I'm thinking, how are they going to sell this level of magic in Doctor Strange? And I'm. I became I became concerned when we saw the teaser for Doctor Strange that they were going to make it a little bit more grounded and be like, oh, it's all perception bending. And I was like, no, man, it's fucking magic. Like, just mm-hmm. make it. Don't don't shy away from it. And I hope they don't. If they do, it's going to cheapen it completely. I don't. Th- I think Kevin Feige <clears throat> understands. I hope so. I think so. But in this movie, it looked tight, and I was like, man, I can't wait to see like that level of stuff in Doctor Strange. I thought it was really cool. And the way that they actually just used it constantly. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, you can only do three spells a day. It was like, just like, here you go. Check well, this out. Apparently, if you cast high-level spells, you have to wade in the kiddie pool for a little yeah, while. Yeah. You have to seep. Uh, yeah, the movie's all right. I don't really understand why it was made, especially by Duncan Jones. 
to me, it doesn't feel like there's much there for either Warcraft fans or the general public. And so I'm just kind of left wondering what could have been if they kind of like, I don't know. I don't know much about Warcraft lore, even though I have played those old games. Like, I liked some of the throwbacks to those things. There's like an overhead scene that looks very much like you're playing the overhead Warcraft 2. Right. And and that was kind of cool. And a lot of the structures and everything, the production value of like, Iron Forge. Iron Forge, yeah. Uh, and, like, it looked like I remembered upgrading your castle keep to, like, level three, it looked like. And that, that was Stormwind. Th- that, that's cool. Like, I think Iron that's Forge all, was in the. That's the Dwarven place. Yeah, the Dwarven okay. joint. So, uh, Stormwind, excuse me. But. Um, <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I think. This is why I'm not the host of the Game Nerds. No, those think, parts were funny when it, when it would show a new location. There was a name in the corner, and I just went, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they showed the name in the corner. Come on. Well, I know. It didn't know, mean it. it didn't, I could never tell you which one was which. It just See, yeah. was kind of funny. I was like, they, oh. I, mean, I they, actually uh, knew what they were. Yeah, they didn't uh, have to do based that on for site. us. I think sure. it was mainly for you as viewers who aren't tied it's into plebs. the story to well, have Well, seeing like, as how Lothar like, spends like 0.2 seconds at Iron Forge, and then it becomes irrelevant. That was a little disappointing in the, like, when he's, you know, the, I don't need, they don't even name the dwarf that he's talking yeah. to, but he, you know, he's like, the I got looks, something for you. It's called the boomstick. The dwarves look really cool. Yeah, in case you can't tell, right? Yeah, like, I like that they brought guns in, the and they're just instantly. like, oh, boomstick, and then it's over. I mean, yeah. they're, they're in World of Warcraft. It's yeah. like I figured, yeah, it's yeah. a very. And so is that. Oh, never mind. I don't well, want to talk about that. We'll wait for spoilers. If yes, you, yeah, but I it, overall, I mean, I thought it was kind of fun. But I just kind of wished I did something else with my time. Really? Yeah, because it—that's fair. It, it doesn't—it doesn't really like elevate Warcraft in any way, and I'm still a little baffled as to why Duncan Jones did it, even if he is a big Warcraft. Yeah, I, I fan. think it, it was kind of a passion project for him in a way, and, and I know I do know because he took over. Uh, to the, this this movie's been—they've been planning this for like ten years, basically. Yeah. Um, when he took over, he completely scrapped the original script and helped rewrite it. Yeah, and I think he this... hated it because the original script was very good versus evil, and he was like, "No, this isn't what I want to convey. This is too stereotypical. I want to do something different." And he balanced the playing field. It's it's very fifty fifty, and it's very much like everyone is is like trying to achieve the same thing without like you know I I can't that's I don't know actually how it is in the game. No, I know, too. but that, and that's 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 the key is like he was trying to do it that fan service, and I think he did a fairly good job of that. And and I don't think you could put another director in in that seat and have them pull off the same level of fan service he did. Maybe that's true. And I I remember thinking when this got announced, I was like, maybe he's just doing this so that they'll give him the money to do mute next time around, or like other things that he's been working on for a long time as well. Right. So I I felt like this like the prime failings of this movie to me wasn't. I thought it all. I thought the production value of everything looked great. I enjoyed the costumes because it looked like it was right out of the games, and I thought that that was fun. None of it looked particularly rubbery or plasticky they, in most they of They did make practical orc weapons to use on set. Yeah, and that's that's that. cool. Which is cool. Uh, Didn't you say that forest was The actually... forest, Elwyn Forest that they took you in, where the... Uh, I don't want to make any... I don't want any spoilers, but... Elwyn Forrest, which plays a minimal role in the movie, they actually created like an actual practical set for that forest scene. And that's cool. cool. But... Uh, and, but it kind of, I don't know. I feel like the main failings of this movie are probably script and editing. And I feel like the script was a little weak. It didn't really do itself any favors in terms of making a making these characters like it. I think there was kind of another line that they could write in terms of like full fantasy or realistic dialogue and i don't think they quite struck that balance and then as nick said i feel like a lot of this movie is on the cutting room floor and i think maybe it needed that extra 20 minutes to really solidify everything to me because i know there are moments where it just kind of feels like oh here we are and yeah the pacing was weird yeah Yeah. the the quick cuts and things like that yeah there were some hilariously quick cuts so i was like you couldn't hold that beat for three seconds (laughs) that's some of of the cheesiness that i was talking about like there's that and then obviously some parts of dialogue some some of those you know the uh you know (laughs) 
flying on the fucking griffin, man. Like, there's, like, he, yeah. Lothar's <laughs> hair's flowing in the wind, <laughs> and he just looks at the camera. Yeah. Like, and you're just like, what, is this a fucking 1980s Madonna video? Like, what the fuck? Like, it's actually a hair commercial. Right. It's a Pantene Pro-V. Like, yeah. Pantene Pro-V for World of Warcraft Lothar players. for Tressa May. <laughs> hair's softer than a but. griffin's. <laughs> so, I, you know, there's some softer silly... Softer than a there's, griffin's ass hair? There was... A, <laughs> There was one scene where where I think they like held on like a lingering stare for a while, and I was like, "Why are we sitting here for the? I'm gonna cut and cut. Wow, I am uncomfortable." There were a couple moments where you and I both just started giggling, and like we couldn't. There were a lot. We were all laughing. I was actually crying at one point because I was trying to hold back from laughing. There were there were definitely some real laughter. I don't even hold back on movies like this anymore because I just think it's hilarious. And then there was a woman who was like two rows in front of us. She left that she bit on. All the jokes that were in the script, yeah. like Duncan Jones was like, like the terrible jokes. It, it was a homing, homing missile on her funny bone. Was yeah. Duncan Jones's words yeah. here? So there you go, Duncan. So that you won with at least one person. Yeah. In you appealed theater. to some lady with her shoes off in a row, two in front <laughs> yeah. of us that I walked by on the way, and it was like her, her mouth breathing kids, and it was their, pretty weird. Yeah. Their raid group, yeah, so. their shoes <laughs> off. Yeah. In the theater? Yeah, that was pretty good. <sighs> anyway, I think all of us agree that maybe it's a matinee if you care about it at all, but... It's just don't don't go into it thinking it's a cinematic masterpiece, like no. I said. I think it's it's worth seeing if you're a fan of the series. Like, by all means, go see it. If you don't really care for fantasy, don't see it. It's not going to be your bag. That's true. But I think you kind of have to, yeah. if, have like to at least fantasy, have an interest. Yeah, in and we, uh, we all, I think it's well documented that fantasy isn't really my... I'm more of a sci-fi. Yeah, you're sci-fi, than a and, and I guy. mean, I, I know, I I dug it. I think I think the reviewers are being really hard on it, and they need to ease up. I think it kind of fill it kind of answers a little void that we have right now, though. There's no, we've been having these like uh, franchises of like kind of fantasy type things for a long time now, and right now there's not because Harry, Harry Potter's gone. Harry Lord Potter's done. Lord of the Rings is done. Uh, there were a few attempted starts, like uh, again, I'll cite like Aragon or some other YA type Golden stuff like Compass. that. Yeah, there you go. Well, and, you got and, Star Wars starting back up. And yeah, this, this w- the the release date for this was pushed back because of Star Wars because it knew they would be competing hand yeah. in hand. So I th- I think in ways though this is kind of worthy of at least another entry. I think it's it does feel fresh enough and different enough, and it's because it just goes there a little bit more. Like it's a little bit more giving. Like John said, balancing the two sides of the script is really cool. It's not like Lord of the Rings, where it's like humans and and them are good and the orcs are just bad. Everybody's sympathetic. This movie does, yeah. This movie ways. does a good job of kind of making you go back and forth. And there's and like, well, there's like so bad. there's villains on both sides. Yeah, too, yeah, absolutely. There's there's good guys so. and bad guys on both sides, so it is kind of cool in that regard. I mean, I, I I'll be a little disappointed if there's not another one because I do kind of want to see where it goes. The other thing I wanted to say real quick is this movie absolutely cemented what i suspected for oh, a couple of years now that paula Patton should have been gamora yeah. in guardians of the galaxy her character's name is basically the same Grona, and she's green <laughs> they were saying like <laughs> grown up or groaner Garonin. uh but yeah she's she's actually she tries pretty hard in this movie and she's a little goofy sometimes but i think part of it is just kind of the Helen and Bonham Carter hair and the she's very green kind of goofy sure. fangs I, I I'm still interested in what Guardians would have been with Paul Patton I think she would have injected a lot more into it than because Zoe Sald- I like Zoe Saldana but she she just didn't really she brought it for like moments in the movie but overall she was just kind of there mm-hmm. and I think Paula Patton in this movie even is way more exotic like she seems like someone from another place and another another race whereas gamora she is gamora's thank you brian yes she is <laughs> um and gamora and guardians is supposed to be this even more bizarre creation who's kind of a green lady yeah with exactly an she's supposed to be like kind of created and kind of raised in this thing but she's just kind of yeah a green chick who like flips and kicks people and uh paula Patton had way more character in this movie than in that movie and I think part of it may be the script, but I think that she's just, uh, you know, went for it a little bit more. Yeah. And I think she she is not quite typecast in that role yet either. So it might be it was a little bit more fresh for her. Yeah. But I was just picturing her in this movie opposite Chris Pratt and company and that, and it was so much more entertaining in my head. So, yeah. oh well, too bad. All right. We'll get into spoiler Terry really quick. So stick around if you want to hear that. Here we are in Spoiler Terry for Warcraft. 
Uh, so, God, that scene of <laughs> of Lothar carrying the king's body on the... Like yeah, the you first, loved that. Oh, my God. It was just so... It, <laughs> Just that, just that kind was, of limp Dominic Cooper laying across the Griffin as it jets by the screen <laughs> was just so funny to me. That was literally reason. the cheesiest shot, like Alex, set of shots in the entire movie. Alex yes. is the only person in the theater who lost his shit. Like even I didn't really laugh at that. I was like, I just it looks so gooby. To me. I, I mean, I I couldn't laugh because I was so disappointed in how it was done. I'm yeah. sitting there just like. Just amazed at like, like why does this look story? so bad? It felt like like, like the Spider Man ca- cartoon creator, just like of the like a weird drag across the screen <laughs> that like yeah. didn't quite match up with the actual action they're trying to portray. <laughs> so it, I thought uh, something strange and romantic was going down. Something, yeah, no, nope. That's what it looked like. <laughs> like he was about to make out with his dead body or something. <laughs> sure, yeah, maybe. I like don't. I said, it was a Madonna video. <laughs> <laughs> um. What else can we talk about here? I really liked uh, one thing I thought the movie did really well, and I actually kind of grinned a little bit at it, was that you have the whole thing in the forest, and they they did a really great job of making the orcs really like kind of scary. They come out of nowhere, and they're all huge, and they have giant weapons, and, and they like ambush them even though they're humongous. And I was like, whoa, like these guys are a real threat. And like the humans are getting killed, and I was like, yikes, the orcs are really bad. And then that whole sequence in the woods wraps up, and the next scene is uh, Durutan and his boy, and they're like throwing rocks at each other and like goofing off. Yeah. And I was like, "This is really good." Because <laughs> suddenly I remember that these dudes are just dudes. Yeah, they're different dudes. They're they're obviously like a warlike race and that kind of thing. But um, it, it did a great job of making of humanizing those guys again. The only thing, speaking on that, I feel like the scene in the woods compared to the scene in the canyon is really incongruous in terms of, like, the orcs' power over the humans. And I guess there's something to be said about the orcs getting the jump on the humans in the forest. They weren't expecting it at all. But I felt as though even, like, Lothar at one point comments to his son that you can't take them head on. He's like, you need you need to strategize about it a little bit yeah, more. you can't use brute force. But yet I feel like in the canyon, everybody's just using brute force and... It, they did. Uh, it didn't quite. I, I know that the scale's a little bit different and the situation's a little bit different, but it doesn't. They didn't feel equal to me. Like I felt like the orcs were way more powerful in in the forest. I think that what you said is a good point. They were ambushed. Uh, there were more humans, first of all. Yeah, and they had more time. They they knew what they were up against this time. Yeah, so they weren't they weren't trying to like battlefield analyze their that's their true. foe. Yeah, they were like, okay, we know that they have weak spots here and here, yep. et, et cetera. That's hey, it didn't really bother me. But I, I did. Speaking of the canyon, the one scene I thought was really cool was the electric, uh, electric the, the the moment where he can't get to his son. I was like, this yeah. this is a thing again. Everything in this movie has been done before for the most part. Yeah. But there were just interesting enough ways of refreshing all the ideas and all the tropes in this movie that I enjoyed it. It's like oh, we've seen these like father son or parent sibling or you know romantic characters separated from each other and one has to watch the other die i'm like yeah we've seen that a lot yeah. this one was pretty cool plus how he didn't he kept trying to get through and i thought he might with the shield i was like oh he might actually bust through but then what's he gonna do just die also yeah but uh, i thought that scene was really well done it was pretty cool other thoughts spoiler thoughts yeah um i really liked the fell demon at the end the, cool. Yeah, when, when Medivh does his like shape shift into the demon yeah, form, yeah, the Ben Foster demon yeah, guy. That was that was really cool. I thought they were kind of setting up for like a Diablo cinematic universe kind of thing, where Diablo is going to come into it. Is that too. a Blizzard they did franchise? Speak of, also? They did speak of hell a few times, yeah. throughout the movie, which was there, interesting. Yeah, there is that one. I want to say it's a night elf that turns into a demon, like in the third game, like yeah, Illidan. I, don't remember. I think I don't remember. Yeah, he looked kind of like that, from what I recall. The elves were sweet in this movie. They have like red eyes, and they're all yeah. The, the night, the night elves looking. in World of Warcraft are like my like my favorite race to play good, as. They're good guys. Though? Yeah, they're good guys. Yeah. It, well, each side. So you've got night elves on the good guy side, and then you have the blood elves on the bad guy side. So like, it's cool that again, like that fifty fifty. Like everything yeah. has it's this equilibrium throughout that kind of i'm glad duncan jones brought that to this you know like it's that's something that lends itself really well to the series so it, it was it was nice to see that put in the movie um other spoilers i'm bummed durotan died yeah i'm i was bummed initially bummed too. and by the time we were walking to the theater i was really pleased with it because people don't die enough it's, in it's very different yeah. and there's like it, they actually took the risk there that's but it's a good thing that i'm bummed that he died the, i think the thing that's really cool though i think is that 
it sets up an amazing journey for uh, his buddy. Oh, is it Ogrim or Org- Orgrim? Ogrim. O- Ogrim. Doomhammer. Dude, because he he's going to spend the whole next movie with him, make it like wandering the earth alone like the Incredible Hulk, carrying the shame of, of the fact that he betrayed his boy and he's the only one left alive of his clan and he's probably going to try to find the, the baby, Yeah, which is sweet. I was like, dude, I want to follow him around for the next movie. Like, I, I, I really like where they could go with that character. So it's cool to see that because a lot of times, this, not, not even a lot of times, but sometimes in fiction, in good fiction, this happens where good, purely good characters who are pure good are the ones that suffer because the the um, they don't necessarily... It's kind of like Game of Thrones. Uh, characters who don't play the game, so to speak, are the ones that are apt to die. Yep. And there's a certain noteworthy character in Game of Thrones that I don't think I really should spoil who thinks they're doing the right good the whole time and they, they stick to their guns and they don't bend and they don't compromise and they end up being a martyr. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what history in, in real life has happened too. Like the people who don't waver frequently end up being the ones that they get martyred and then the rest of us have to rally around that example. And I thought that was going to happen a little bit more in this movie, but in the end, nothing really changes. The, the big bad is still the big bad. Yeah. But I really like the potential that it's set up for uh, Ogrim. I think that's really cool and he could come back in a big way. And I like, I do kind of like that the big bad is still in power because if he had just died at the end of this, I would have been like, Meh. I See, wish. I don't, I don't really think he's still in power necessarily though. Like Gul'dan, I, like like basically like gets to the point where like he's like, who's going to follow me? And they're all just like, fuck you, dude. Like clearly, like the, he is so powerful though that you know he would factor into any sort of sequel. I think, I think it's, yeah, he's I think still the, around. I think he's still got control of of the horde, but I think that. It's wavered in the back. There's lingering doubts in the back of their mind, right. and I think for now they're kind of like, "Well, we're going to go with it because we're all kind of simple creatures." But right, you know, we kind of have doubt. And plus, there's this new player in uh, uh, Paula Patton, who uh, yeah, so Grown she up. has a, she has a little bit of sway now, <laughs> she, and so she's I, going to have a lot more sway, I think, because Gul'dan basically just he he Gul'dan. shows he shows like total dishonor to all the traditions of yeah. the orcs and and there it's a very tradition based race and if he's going to completely disregard them like they're not going to follow him I don't think they're literally just following him out of fear at this point and I I think they're you know in great numbers you know the bundle of sticks thing from Planet of the Apes like yeah, yeah. you know as as a group like they can take him down. Because what 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 is he going to do? Is he going to kill them all and absorb all of their energy and just yes. become more powerful and then not have anyone else to not back him? Army. Like yeah. he can't I do think, that. I think that's part of what I'm disappointed with in the script is that I didn't feel as though things get messy when um, Durotan tries to kind of lead the insurrection against uh, Wizard Guy Gul'dan. 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 And Warlock. It, I think the movie really loses its... You, I don't really understand in the end of the movie why they all disrespect him, but yet they're still fighting for him. And I think that's where the script falters for me because it doesn't quite illustrate that power dynamic and like why the humans and the orcs continue to fight when there seemed to be a fair amount of orcs, at least at the canyon, that were wanted to work with the humans... Those were all the frost wolves, though. Yeah, that wanted I get to work most with the of humans, them. and they all literally were all killed. Like Gul'dan killed all of them and moved on. And, and the only ones that were left were uh, Ogrim, Doomhammer, and Durotan. And then both, you know, Doomhammer gets to move on and do his own thing. Now he's literally the last frost wolf left. But by the but like even before all the humans get there, they show Gul'dan just destroying any semblance of tradition in that fight between Durotan and Gul'dan. But yet then they all still kind of blindly are like, oh, you kill the humans. I don't, it doesn't, the way that it all played out didn't quite make sense to me. But. I guess it has to do with how much they respect strength too. I mean, obviously they, yeah, I mean, they, Want to be honorable, but I think ultimately strength wins for them. Maybe that's true, but I like I. I needed something in the movie to tell me that I needed. It needed to be a little bit more. Logic needed to follow a little bit more for me, but. I think I see what you're saying. Like it, they respect power, and they are afraid. I think to. They respect. They're 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 probably ruled by fear and power. Yeah. yeah, he's powerful, and he promises them a new land, and their planet is gone. So there's because, that. There's because that too. Of him. 
Yeah, but it, he's it, killed it, and it he's bringing that death into. I think it's Azeroth. also like a like a, a thing with the with the race, though. I think they're not as they're just not as intelligent. They don't yeah. think. Yeah, about it. the, the they, whole they, reason they went ended up in that world, like they came from. Uh, I can't think of the name of the place. Azeroth. No, no, Azeroth no. is the new is Hord, the is Hord the land. Yeah, land. The shit. Why can't I think of it? It's been the I world been... itself. They came from yeah. the normal Earth-like world, right? And they went through the portal because demons tricked them into going there. Is right. The, the portal premise. part was cool because they are kind yeah. of. I mean, they just don't think things through. They're just a warring. They're people. blinded by fear when they follow their chieftain. Yeah, they're yeah. supposed to. But, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I think it could have been a little bit cleaner. Uh, yeah, most yeah. No, we could have been for a sure. Bit cleaner. It, I don't think it's it's too much. This isn't a spoiler by any means. I probably could have said it in the first half of the, of the podcast. But um, Brian and I were talking about it yesterday that we thought this was going to just be some other like Avatar, like dances with wolves, like Pocahontas kind of yeah. story, and it completely did not do that. And I love the fact that it didn't do that. Yeah, that, I think that's yeah. good. So because the trailer was, and I don't know. Again, I, did you see the trailer at all, or no, Alex? No, Nick, you didn't see the trailer. No. Either. So the trailer kind of cuts it that sort of in that kind of light that it's oh, yeah because Avatar was a gigantic yeah. movie. They're like, yeah. come well, see the new Avatar. When they showed right. the uh, the baby who should be named Thrall um, floating down the river, I assumed they were going to show him in adulthood later on. And he, the story behind him is he gets found by humans and gets raised by humans, and then. Right. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what they'll do with a sequel. If they'll advance it like twenty years, or yeah. if they'll pick it up, uh, do orcs age like people? Like I, don't know. I would assume so. Then Thrall is like the Luke Skywalker. They and get more of a dark circle. green. I think. That's uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious where a sequel. Comes. I was I was almost wondering if we were gonna get in like I. It, I was kind of curious if it was a total head fake and that there was some kind of weird these are people playing a video game. Oh god. Kind of. Like I wanted for G.I. Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Like I wondered I was in the back of my mind I was like do they just do that really terribly and that's why everybody hates this movie or what's what's going on here? So I'm glad they didn't go that yeah, route. Yeah, I think there's a lot of bandwagoning going on with this movie which is too bad. I yeah. think like critics are just quick to dismiss like yeah, like, but Ro- like Roger. At Ebert. the same time, it's all, I mean, it's American critics though. I, I mean, get... internationally, it's doing well. It, the the dude from BBC Radio Five or whatever, I get he, he that it in a good light. Like, I get that. There's this is a huge game. There were at one point like 12 million people subscribed to it. Yeah, or something uh, like that. Some, it was like something the peak obscene. of World of Warcraft. That's crazy. It doesn't seem out of out of the realm of possibility to me that there's only 27% of people in the world that would like this movie. Like if we take, and I know it's not a total representation, like, and let me pull open, pull open the rotten tomatoes on it. But if we were to see that, like 27% of critics like the movie, and that's kind of representative of the entire population of all the people in the world, 27% of people liking this movie makes sense to me. It's got it has a seven point seven on IMDb, and it's got it's got an eighty three percent user score on Flickster. So I, I get maybe there, there's some disconnect. It's not there, a critical but darling, but I, I think it's I think it's like just it. critics. I think critics whether whether you know if you were, I feel like critics just don't know how to treat fantasy. Well, and and. And yeah, I think because that, it's I think not that is a classic story, like you know, fucking C.S. Lewis or Tolkien. Like, well, the, you, and there's, you, there, you're gonna just you're not gonna look at it. You're gonna look at it with more of a critical eye than those. Like for some reason, I don't know why you like. It's on I think the same it's level. In, as it's those. inherently getting a little bit because people are going into it saying it's a video game. It's based on a World of Warcraft, right. and they're like, oh, here we go, another video game movie, another <laughs> fantasy movie, and one that doesn't hold your hand at that. So they're if you're judging it objectively just as a film. I, w- I could see you saying it's rotten. Right. But movies are uh, obviously probably the trickiest form of, of art to really judge because it can go any way. Like, I try to judge it objectively, but part of me initially understands some aspects of fantasy. Like, I know what the term mana would mean, for example. Like, when you said that to me, I was like, I, I knew what you meant. Right. But some people would go, what? what? A man? A manatee? Ma- mana? They manatee? wouldn't know. And 
uh, you know, whether or not you've played the game or not is going to play a role in how much you like it, right. and, and whether or not you want to just sit back and be entertained. Like, was it a was it a great story? No, not necessarily, but it did enough things originally and interestingly enough that I enjoyed it, and yeah. I was not there expecting to kind of enjoy it. Interesting twists. Like, I didn't yeah. see that part at the end coming. Like I didn't the, see Dorothan dying coming. I didn't see the king sacrificing himself. I didn't see that nobody else knew that was going to happen. So now they have this awesome mechanic built into it where she can tell them like he told me to do it so i could bring peace and then uh lothar being like what that's crazy why would he do that i do like that one character is kind of hip to it he's kind of like that doesn't seem like the full story i was like that's kind of neat like we've got some interesting interactions between all these parties that could potentially happen i think that's kind of cool it kind of reminds me of john carter john carter's better uh <laughs> i was just i just looked up the rotten tomatoes for john carter because i can't remember is that it's at 51 Oh, that's wow. so awesome. That's perfect. That's like, right where it should be. Like right down the middle. John, John Carter split down. Like that's the kind of thing is that it's it, you kind of we look at these 50 percent movies where it's like you're either going to like it or you're not. And that's kind of where it is. The Warcraft thing makes sense to me because it's like there is a group of people that are really going to enjoy this movie. And then everybody else is going to be like, I really don't care. Yeah, well, See, I don't think that's true, though. You take that. Because I'm, I'm not part of that group that you're. That I think you're supposing that people who have played the game, like if no, I don't, I don't, I don't even necessarily think that it's people that played the game. I think it's people that are uh, open to high fantasy movies. Like I, I don't, even, I think there are a lot of people that played the game that hated it. Like Jeff Kanata is a huge World of Warcraft fan, and he hated this movie. He was mm. very disappointed by it. I have yet to listen to his his thoughts on it, but uh-huh. it just kind of, I don't. I think there is a core, like if one out of every four people likes this movie, that makes sense to me. I guess that's fair. You know? So I don't know. I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, there, there are just, there are certain games that again, you can, you could just, if you just made the game into a movie like metal gear, you take the metal gear series and you just make fucking movies and you don't change a oh. damn thing about them. Yeah. You know see, that that I can see like being acceptable. They would be really long. In in this case, like <laughs> I don't I don't want to like go from playing World of Warcraft and just watch that on a screen. No, you know I what agree. I mean? So I'm glad things are different. Like they've changed some things, but there are references that hit <laughs> and points that hit. Like I'm okay with all of that. World so, of Warcraft, the movie would just be hundreds of hours of farming mobs and lots of people yelling Leroy Jenkins. No, you yes. just watch some like it's some dude flying. Like I told the story last week or two some weeks ago, huge dude. That all this, all I ever saw you and Andy doing was flying to another island, and you were just doing something else entirely. In like you were. You'd, oh, because you'd we were hit the button transporting on <laughs> yeah. the Griffins. Yeah, basically. And yeah. then Andy was like on eBay making billions of dollars, and you were like playing music or something while your people were doing like right. that's all that I remember. Watch, from I was game. watching Entourage, is what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, basically. I had Entourage God. on one laptop, and then I had I had World of Warcraft on another like, one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I was doing. So. With it. I brought I brought home the spare work laptop so I could watch Entourage while I was playing World of Warcraft. That's, good. that's what was that's happening good. because there is downtime in the game, like yeah. whatever. But I will say one of my favorite parts was when they're flying in on the Griffin and they go into Stormwind and land in the little alcove where you land in the game. Like I, yeah. I was like, yes, that's so funny. Like that's, that's cool. so those little hits like that, like that's the stuff. Like I, I'm like, yes, that's cool. I like that. I'm glad they did that. You know, like it, it just that those little bits of fan service are all I needed to be appeased by, you know, in, in relation to the story. I didn't I don't need the same exact story rehashed on on film for this. Yeah, no, I, so, I agree. I read uh, that in the lore, the boy wizard in the part where he confronts uh, Ben Foster and he gets like he basically assumes some sort of power mm-hmm. and becomes the new the guardian heir apparent to being the guardian or whatever i read that his age advances like crazy like in the lore they said he's like a young i actually read that the guy they cast actually looks like the character like the way he's been drawn or whatever i was like that's kind of neat um because when i saw him i was like he's kind of an unconventional looking guy to be like a a hero but anyway um (laughs) apparently that's that's pretty cool so that is neat but i read that he he becomes like 40 years older like in in the span of a breath and i was like if they and and a lot of people were like uh, even like fans of the series were like no it's good they didn't do that because they didn't need people to. wouldn't understand it, it would have been confusing but uh, I, I was like that would have been the place to plug in your David Bowie cameo <laughs> 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 stands up with all this power and it's David Bowie with glowing white eyes oh man but then you know we don't have him anymore so yeah it's, oh, it's well. for the best I did read Duncan Jones tweeted he said he got to show Bowie uh, 
I, I presume the near final cut of the movie, and he liked it, and he and he congratulated him on it, and he was like, you know, you've you've poured yourself into this, and, and it shows. That's awesome. I'm not uh, familiar with how Bowie's related. Like, he's he's Jones is at all. Bowie's father, or oh. Bowie is his dad. Yeah. Oh, Zo- he is actually his his birth name is Zoe Bowie, yeah. but he goes by Duncan Jones because he didn't want people to. He didn't want to he use his to father's use fame to advance himself. Yeah. yeah, I think his name is. I think it was legally changed when he was a kid. Yeah, I, I think people, if you haven't seen the movie, you should listen to the Nerdist episode with Duncan Jones and just see how passionate he is about it, and just understand where he's coming from. I thought it was one of the like. Not only is he super fucking funny. Like him and Chris Hardwick really like they play off of each other really well. But just to like hear him talk about his experience in doing the movie is really cool. And I like that to me, like I was not excited to see this movie until I heard that episode and to hear how like what he was trying to achieve. Yeah. So like prior to hearing that, I was just like, I don't care about Warcraft. I don't really want to see it. Like I don't I'm probably not gonna see it till it comes out on TBS or something like that. Yeah. But after listening to the interview, I was completely convinced that like this is a movie I probably want to check out. So I highly recommend if you're on the fence, like listen to the interview and see what you think about what he has to say about it and then make your decision. All right. Uh, I think we're at the end here. Uh, we were going to talk about video games that we want to be adapted into movies, but I think we're going a little long. So maybe we can save that for the inevitable Assassin's Creed episode. Yeah, that we're we do. Gonna, I want to see Assassin's Creed. So we'll do another mashup we episode. Can, we can talk more then about that. But uh, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can write to us. Let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. We're at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Go to MidwestFilmNerds.com for all previous 182 plus bonus episodes with full show notes so you can skip over spoilatory and other things that you don't want to hear. And uh, Amazon.MidwestPodcast.com. Go there. And MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Go there and shop on Amazon. Part of your money will come to us so we can make our show and network even better. And gone to Texas. Check it out. G2TPodcast.com. Watch AMC's Preacher and then listen to us, Nick and I, talk about it. Uh, the next couple weeks are a little weird because I am out of town, so I don't think we are going to be strictly covering Finding Dory and uh, and Independence Day uh, resurgence. Those those two are uh, may or may not make some kind of appearance in the next couple weeks. But next week, expect us. John and Brian and I are going to sit down and talk about Bloodline season two. And then the week after that, it might be a little bit of a grab bag with a bunch of random stuff that. Uh, Tim, Willie, myself, and maybe Nick are uh, have been wanting to see but haven't had a chance to see as of yet. So look forward to that. We'll definitely be up and current again in uh, in July for sure. But uh, that's about it. Kyle XY, go watch a movie.